guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm- hey guys, and welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a wonderful lady from Canada. Her name is Brittany Compton. She has her own platform called the Wonder Kids Yoga. So Brittany, thank you so much for taking out the time to come in on the Happy Single Moms podcast. Please tell the audience a bit about yourself and your platform. Sure, but first I'll say congrats on your 38,000 downloads. <laughs> I'm so stoked, honestly. I'm so happy. I saw your post and I was like, that's amazing. That's really yeah. great. Um, yeah, so a bit of myself. So I'm a single mom of two. I have a three-year-old uh, girl and a six-year-old boy. Yeah. Uh, and I live in Toronto, Canada. And I've started Wonder Kids Yoga, which is an online um, kids yoga platform, which has many different classes of kids yoga, meditation, breath work. Um, all of the classes are designed by certified sort of a, a batch of certified kids yoga instructors. Yeah. Um, there's little animations that join the videos just to keep kids engaged. Um, and, uh, yeah, we plant trees, um, uh, every time a, a child uh, finishes a class. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty, uh, cool platform that, uh, I'm really, really excited to, to share with you. That's amazing. So like, what inspired you to actually start the, the company? Yeah, so I mean, I went through a pretty traumatic uh, divorce <laughs> experience, which I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners uh, can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, through that, yoga has always been a, part, a big part of my life. Um, and I didn't have it as a child. It started more in my 20s. Um, and I really, you know, going through such a traumatic event, it, uh, inspired me to create a toolbox for kids, um, that they can tap into when they're going through life's ups and downs, which are inevitable. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's what really inspired me. I've been doing yoga for about, I would probably say now 15 years. Mm. Um, on my first maternity leave, I was, I became a certified, um, yoga instructor and then on my second maternity leave, just after we, my husband at the time we separated, um, I decided to go and get my kids certification, which is a, a very distinct uh, way of teaching kids. Oh, that's amazing. Cause I love the fact that you found an outlet. Cause I, I was speaking to someone about this not too long ago that we have not taught as children how yeah. to sit with our emotions and how to handle our emotions as well. And ultimately, that's why a lot of people now, like adults, go to the gym, they go to therapy. But when you're so young and you don't have the right words to articulate your emotions, having something like your platform to be able to express yourself or to learn how breathing techniques, for example, or how to stretch or how to meditate, you know. I'm not really big on meditation because my brain is like, ding, 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 ding. But... <laughs> I just start thinking about like, what am I going to cook for dinner? So I know that I actually, I get jealous when I see people just being able to sit and just be quiet. I'm like, Like, yes, and you know what, actually, then meditation is perfectly for you because it's exactly what it helps do to help, you know, anchor and ground yourself. So yeah, I fully agree. I think, you know, what I'm finding actually, even just launching the platform myself, I actually have uh, my six-year-old review all of the content before I post it. 
And um, it ends up, we end up having incredible conversations. Um, I just posted a meditation on, um, on getting rid of your negative self-talk, um, you know, all those negative thoughts that you have in your head. And, you know, he started telling me, he's six, and he started telling me, oh yeah, you know, sometimes I think this and this about myself. So it just opened up a whole conversation that I would have probably never had with him. Um, so yeah. So, so why is, because I know you've just touched upon it briefly, but why is yoga and meditation so important for children and adults as well? Yes, yes, for both. Um, I mean, yoga is known uh, and very popular for its physical benefits, you know, building flexibility and muscle and posture. Um, but for me, uh, I find that the biggest uh, benefit and um, that has the greatest impact is actually uh, yoga and meditation targets stress. And Stress, as we know, has many side effects on the body and the mind. Um, stress can weaken your immune system, your digestive system, your adrenal glands. It can cause depression, lack of focus, all sorts of things um, that uh, come with stress. And we all have these daily stressors, either, you know, just the, the small things that happen in our days to, you know, large traumatic events. Um, you know, stress is a very natural part of you know, life. Um, and our reaction to life's experience. But we need to be able to recognize that, um, just like you said, and, and respond, be able to respond to it, and give kids the tools to respond to uh, feelings of stress. And I feel, um, you know, at least, you know, I used to play soccer, I used to play basketball, volleyball. Uh, I was very athletic growing up. And yoga is one of the only sports that brings your body into the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, which creates a calm state of mind, which can have enormous benefits for your organs, for blood flow, for digestion, emotional regulation, um, the ability to focus. So for both kids and adults, uh, for me, yoga and meditation are, for me, a mandatory skill set that I think we should be teaching our our children, even in school curriculum. That's brilliant, because I love the fact that your platform actually is targeted to children because ultimately if they learn how to and one thing I have seen with yoga I've tried it a couple of times but Mm -hmm. it gives people the ability to be still and I think that if children master that ability now it is such an amazing tool and one thing that I did master when I was doing when I was in college and university was I didn't care what was going on around me. If I needed to study, I needed to study. So I think that if they learn that kind of skill now in regards to meditate, especially when they're young, they learn how to meditate and it doesn't matter what someone else is doing beside you. If you're focused and zoned in on one thing, if it's, I need to remove this stress or I need to take this anger away as a child, or I need to know why I feel the way I feel, that tool is going to benefit them forever. A hundred percent. Um, absolutely. And this is why I've been adamant, you know, sometimes my children don't want to do it just like brushing your teeth, you know, I'm, yeah. for me, I'm like, but it's, it's for me, a hygiene factor. So, um, I'm trying to now build it into our routine, um, so that it is a tool that they're able to tap into very quickly. Yeah. So then how do you, cause I know you said your, your kids don't want, so how do you get them to be quiet <laughs> and be still then? Like, as a Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, there is, I would say the things I typically will tell um, parents, um, I sort of have five tips on how to teach children. Sorry, my cat's here trying to come into the screen. Um, Five tips on how to teach uh, children how to meditate. And the first is creating a routine. 
um, you know, kids thrive in routine, just like brushing teeth, showering, certain bedtimes. Um, so for me, you know, find that sort of comfortable downtime that, you know, even at your, within your adult routine that you can uh, fit this in and take five, 10 minutes and just do it consistently. Um, the second is make it fun. So there's a lot of meditation techniques, um, you know, th that actually are really fun for kids. And you can find some of that on our site, but things like um, guided stories, um, there's breath work uh, where you're playing games. Um, so it's really about making it fun for kids. That's really important. Create a secret space for them. Um, so, uh, you know, a little place in their room or in the house that's really their quiet space um, to become still. Um, find a tool that you love, which is, you know, for me at bedtime, for example, I use on Spotify, there's a free guided meditation um, that's excellent. Um, and so find tools that work for you. There's uh, our, our platform, Wonder Kids Yoga. There's uh, guided meditations, like I just mentioned on Spotify. Um, and then I would say the fifth uh, big tip that I often say is parental patience, <laughs> because um, I find you go in with such high expectations um, and you want your child to sit still. They probably won't. They're going to be fidgety. Um, they're going to be, uh, you know, distracted. Um, so I think it's really just a matter of giving them that time, um, get into the practice and the routine. And as they get older, you know, the fidgeting will become less um, and they'll be able to focus more. That's brilliant. So mm -hmm. in regards to you being, you know, this magnificent like kids yoga teacher and a yoga teacher as well. So and being a single mom. So what happens when do you only use yoga to deal with stress? How do you deal with your own personal stress? Because mummy, mummy life is is hard, girl. It's so hard. Actually, the latest thing that I've been doing, so I've actually started to uh, shift into kundalini yoga and kundalini yoga is actually i would say like the foundation of it is breath work and i've been finding that after one hour of doing a breath work session mm -hmm. i am a magnificent human being i feel so great i feel like i can conquer everything i have compassion for everything even my ex-partner <laughs> Um, and yeah, I feel breath work has been for me incredibly transformative. It, um, it gets you into the nervous system, which honestly, a lot of logic can't get into, um, so therapy, all of that is, is fantastic, but I actually have found that breath work has been, um, the quickest way to decompress, um, to heal, to forgive all of that. So um that's been working for me <laughs> in my very busy life um and uh yeah I really recommend it brilliant so what advice would you give to a mom listening that actually wants to pursue because I know this isn't on the questions but wants to pursue like if they want to be like a yoga teacher if they want to go down the avenue that you've gone down Brittany what, what advice would you give to a woman listening? yeah um I would say just just start obviously uh practicing yoga find a studio that fits you try several studios out um, there's different styles. Uh, every teacher brings a different uh, energy, different style. So I really recommend that um, you take a look in your neighborhood and you find uh, various studios and try, try a few different ones um, as a starting point and start to get into yoga. And I think, um, I think creating, again, a weekly routine um, 
where you carve out time for yourself to go, or even there's some online, there's some great online adult uh, platforms um, that you can go to uh, if you can't get out of the house. Um, but I think just start. I think yoga has a way of um, drawing people on the path that they should be on. And so just start would be my, would be my advice. Just um, just I love that. Yeah. And it's so funny what you just said about just start because most of the advice that you hear online about like these gurus and stuff, it's just start. You don't have to have perfection. You don't have to have everything figured out. Just start, make as many mistakes early and then you'll be able to perfect your craft later on. Absolutely. And again, I think, you know, I went, I've been to many yoga classes where I'm like, oh, that doesn't, that felt, you know, too fitness-like or too spiritual or, you know, and then I found the just right for me. And I think it exists for everyone out there. And I think, um, you know, notice how you feel after a class. Um, and, you know, one of my friends uh, did a yoga class. We went on vacation together and we did a yoga class together. You know, at the end, she started kind of crying in, in the last final posture. Um, and afterwards, she's not done yoga before. Afterwards, she said, I don't know what it was, but I just released like something on the mat there, um, just like holding so much emotion. So uh, yoga has that uh, ability to um, really shed a lot of what we hold in the body that we actually probably don't even know in our mind. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing I'd like to add with what you've just said about um, yoga is that sometimes people don't know that with certain yoga poses and meditation that you can do, because I, I remember I said to one of my girlfriends, that let's just go and do yoga, and she was like, well, I don't really, I'm Christian, so I don't really want to go do all of that, they do a lot of meditations, and they say certain things that I don't even know what the heck namaste means, so <laughs> that was like, okay, cool, long story short, went on to YouTube, and there's actually Christian meditation, so Oh, make sure you do yeah there's crystal meditation so make sure you do your research like when you think about yoga we get these crazy misconceptions by just doing the downward dog like it's not only that <laughs> you're not bending over all day long <laughs> yes yeah and and right now i mean yoga the yogic philosophy it's not really um religious it's actually just more spiritual i would say um um so i would encourage you know all religions to to explore it um and um, it actually has many facets. Yoga, or the yoga that we, you know, in, in North America, Western world would call yoga is the postures. That's actually just one component of it. Um, there's also sort of philosophy, uh, meditation, pranayama, which is breath work. So it's really a, a very uh, broad practice and, um, you can take so what about hot yoga what's that one then I've heard of hot yoga is that just in a hot room yes yeah well basically I think there was this whole movement around it's called Bikram yoga and he's a very famous uh, yoga teacher who brought this style of yoga hot yoga uh, to the west um, however I think now it's evolved to just doing normal vinyasa practice in a warm room which I personally love because I'm in Canada and it's so cold here. So I actually use it as my um, sort of my spa day. <laughs> I go and do yoga and I feel like I'm in a steam room. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit slower pace, um, but it's so warm and soothing and uh, you get your heart rate up very quickly. Um, you're able to kind of push a little bit further in your flexibility. So it's not for everyone, but uh, I personally love it. So what do you feel like the children come away with when they actually have your classes? 
What do they come away with? Yeah, like emotionally, physically. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, physically, you know, they leave having more yoga language around the postures so that as they move into adult life and they want to take a yoga class, it's less intimidating. So that's a big piece of um, what we're teaching in the classes. Um, building flexibility, building muscle. Um, so that's all the physical stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I think, um, I think uh, more on the emotional and spiritual side, you know, I think they're building through the yoga classes. There's a lot of philosophy on compassion and, you know, self-compassion and forgiveness. And um, I think they leave with uh, more language around emotions. Um, I also think they leave with more tools to help regulate their emotions. Um, and um, yeah, I think, I think uh, there's a lot that they can take away from uh, a well-designed yoga class. So another question I was gonna ask, it's not on the list as well. So with <laughs> yoga, do you feel like it's more of a feminine practice? Or yeah, you know, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. So I would love, another big part of this is I'm trying to, um, you know, my son is six and he loves yoga and I'm trying to expand the, the, the perception of yoga and a lot of my uh, content and uh, marketing includes boys because um, yeah. I really, I actually think boys have a lot to gain um, through yoga. Um, yoga is one of the only sports that's not uh, hyper competitive. Um, and so this can give, you know, all kids, especially boys, an opportunity to um, take that competitive spirit away. Some kids don't thrive in, in competitive environments. Yeah. Some kids are overly competitive and need a break from that. Yeah. So um, I think there's, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, it uh, used to be girls. And I think in this next, you know, couple decades, I would love to see it shift to yeah. be more boy included, boy inclusive. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's amazing. So um, on your website, I saw that you said um, you have tips to help children when it comes to big emotions. And I know you spoke about you using your breathing techniques to help you with a stressful single mummy life. <laughs> us single moms uh, on yes. the other side and we've got our kids driving us crazy whilst we're cooking dinner and they're saying mom, 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 mom. <laughs> how do we help um our kids with um any kind of breathing techniques that you yeah. can give us um to help us survive <laughs> yeah and I know I mean I've got two young kids and when a big emotion strikes, it's like so overwhelming for everyone. Um, and you really, they really leave their bodies and their minds. And, um, you know, stress uh, that comes from a big emotion can actually really impair um, the functioning of our prefrontal cortex, which is associated with logical thinking. And breathing can quickly get you back to a calm state where you can actually think more clearly even. So, um, you know, breathing and breath work for me, it's something on the site that I'm just starting to build. It's one of our most popular classes is it's called five cool breathing games. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's one of, yeah, it's actually the most watched class and, um, and, and rightfully so I think uh, people are using it in schools, uh, which is cool to see. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so tips I would say 
Uh, first is actually uh, teach them to breathe before they have their, their meltdowns. <laughs> okay. Because uh, when you're trying to teach them in that moment, they're like, I do not want anything to do with you. Um, so I try to, uh, you know, again, weave breath work into our, you know, daily routine. Um, so that when they are into, uh, you know, some sort of meltdown, um, they're able to reach for that technique. Mm. Um, I would say teaching them how to breathe properly, which is into the belly. We often breathe up in our chest and actually the more breath you can um, bring into your belly, you're actually, ox you're able to oxygen oxygenate your blood cells a lot better. Mm. Um, and then I would say third tip is really um, uh, learning a few tricks. So like, um, on uh, on the site, there's things like uh, candle breath, where you take your uh, you always have your hands with you, so you can teach your kids this again while um, they're in a calm moment. Um, but basically, your ten candles are your fingertips, and everyone you blow, you bring your finger down. So it's like so like this, and then at the very end, you blow all the candles out. Um, and it didn't work for my son, but it worked for my daughter. So you have to really wow. try different techniques. And there's, yeah, there's lots of different cool uh, mm -hmm. uh, things you can find out online. Um, so yeah, th those would be the, the three major, major ones, three, three major tips, I would say. I think breath work is going to be the next big thing in this century. Um, I mean, there's tons of ancient uh, sci and science, ancient wisdom and science behind it, but um, in yoga, it's it, uh, breath is called prana, and it's actually what they call your life force energy. Wow. And the more you can control your life force energy, you really get grounded in who you are. Um, it, again, as I mentioned, it can bring out your true self, which is often mm -hmm. your most compassionate, lovely side. Um, and the breath has so much power to do that. So I think, uh, I'm interested. I would love to know the name of, of, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to make sure I'll send it to you afterwards. I bet you probably know him, but yeah, it's just going to bug me. I always make, I need to know who I'm speaking about, but I'll send it to you after. But it's so funny what you said about the, the breathing being the life work. I've noticed that like, whenever, like in the past, if you've had like heartbreak or something has happened that it's just been like emotionally shattering like you can't get the air in your lungs not that the air is not that the world has stopped the oxygen has stopped but you physically cannot Absolutely. get the air into your lungs because your brain is not connecting to you to anything so it's so amazing that you just said about the breath being so important to your yeah to your life your energy your life force energy it's uh Absolutely, absolutely agree. Mm, definitely. So you're also big on daily affirmations. I love affirmations. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So why do you think it's so important for children? Yeah, and I mean, we're seeing the rise of affirmations for adults. And I think, you know, I think creating the habit of cheerleading uh, for yourself um, is amazing because your parents won't always be there cheerleading for you. And I think, you know, this, there's a lot of science behind affirmations. It, it activates the reward centers in the brain, um, which are, you know, some of the same um, uh, reward centers that respond to things like uh, eating your favorite food or watching a good show on Netflix. Mm. Um, and your brain's reward system can be very, very powerful um, because it can actually decrease pain and help you manage um, stress. Um, so affirmations actually... Uh, help sort of shape the brain and protect you from stress, which is super interesting. Um, and what I was reading also that um, 
affirmations increase the activity in the prefrontal cortex, um, which is a part of the brain connected to self-related processing. So it can help as a bit of an emotional buffer when you've got something painful happening around you. Um, so, I mean, not only the science, but I think we've all experienced, you know, when you take a few moments to uh, recite a meaningful affirmation for you, um, the effect that has on the brain and the body. So uh, I think we should be teaching children this practice as well. That's amazing. No, we all need to yeah, teach our kids that they need to, that self-talk is very, very, very important because it's so funny that our inner critics, even as kids, is, is so much louder. And oftentimes when my son is doing something and he, the first thing he says, mommy, I can't. And I'm like, you can. Who's telling you you can't do it? And then he executes whatever it is that he, he yeah. thought he couldn't do. And it's like, oh, I actually can. So Absolutely. the inner critic is already there in our children and it's very, very loud. So us as parents, we can equip them, but they need to learn how to really like equip themselves. So what yeah. you said is, is completely right. We need to yeah. give them the tools so they can pass the test. <laughs> Exactly. And that's, you know, it reminds me of just what you just said, um, this new meditation I have on the site where um, I teach children to first identify the negative thought that they have in their mind. It could be, you know, I'm not good at art or I'm not good at running or, you know, it could be I'm, a, I'm not a good friend or, you know, whatever it is uh, to first identify it. And then we use visualization like we attach that negative thought and with each breath we release, we attach it to a balloon and with each thought we let the balloon leave into the sky and then we fill ourselves up with positive self-talk and um i think just giving them that sort of visual tool gives them the opportunity to say oh hang on a thought is not me the thought is not who i am the thought is just passing you know um and so how do i identify it so that i can then release it uh, and then get back on get back on with my day you know no, that's brilliant um, we need to teach our kids how to release a, a lot of balloons because Yes. Yeah, the world is tough and yeah, they need to be very, very tough as well. So in regards to your journey as a single mama, um, yeah. how has it been? <laughs> Give me the tea. How has it been? So I, yeah, I mean, my experience was pretty rough <laughs> uh, going in uh, to single parenting. Uh, my daughter was four weeks old. My husband left. Um, so and then I had, you know, I was sort of launched into single parenting of a brand new baby and a three-year-old at the time. My, my son was three at the time. Um, so it was really survival mode. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, I was definitely on a path, a, he a healing journey, if you will. Um, I would say now that they're older, I'm a lot more, I'm a more emotionally stable. And um you know, I've just, I've got my routines down packed and, um, and they're getting older, more self-sufficient. And so, you know, when I was at the very beginning of it and my kids were so young, I thought my world was ending and I would never be able to do this. Now they're a lot older and I'm like, okay, I got this, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, it does get easier. Really, really does. Mm -hmm. So what um, final advice would you have for a single mom right now that was in your position? What would you have liked someone to have said to you? Oh, gosh. Um, to be patient, to be patient with yourself and where you are. Um, 
you're on this journey for a reason. Um, and it may not, uh, you may not know uh, until, you know, a few years from now, from now, but um, you're here for a reason and to be patient and compassionate with yourself. Brilliant. That's magnificent. Um, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Mom. I was about to say something else, but I will say actually, I felt like saying, um, if no one has thanked you for having a, the strength that you have had and exuded whilst raising your two kids, I want to thank you for being so strong. I don't know the intricacies of what you've been through, but from what I can see, like you seem to have overcome a lot. So, and I feel like sometimes we don't often thank single moms for their strength, but girl, you have done this. <laughs> so thank you for your strength. <laughs> and with a lot of tears and I really appreciate uh, your, uh, your podcast and highlighting all these incredible women who are rising and um, yeah, you're doing fantastic work. Thank you. Thank I also have, I do have a, uh, a promo code for any of your listeners that uh, would be of interest to the platform. So not sure if you want me to tell you now or if you, want, if you want to send it out um, later. I just know that um, uh, I always welcome healthy screen time alternatives. So if, yes. you're, <laughs> if your listeners are interested in checking out our platform. Please, yeah, send it to me after so I'll put it up on the page as well. Yeah, but yeah, thank you so much for taking up the yeah. time and coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. It's been amazing. What's the time in Canada now? <laughs> it is, uh, it is 6.30. Damn, it's 11.35 here in the UK. Yeah, it's your bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so, so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, we'll hopefully be in touch. Definitely. This is not um, a goodbye. This is a hello, like Adele would say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye take bye. care. Bye. I'm breaking your arms. I lose control when I get.